0: <laughs> welcome back we've missed you guys and we are excited to continue on this faith journey of back to the basics of faith and like we promised you guys we have great episodes coming in season four special guests to share their heart about what it looks like to have foundations and rhythms of faith in your life and honestly like I feel like more than ever back for 2020 even into 2021, let's be honest, having those key rock things that we're standing on that we know at the end of the day, we can go back to, to connect with the Lord is so important, so key. And so that's why we really wanted to do this series. But before we introduce you to our special guest, who a lot of you BBs already know, because she's a return guest. Actually, is she the first return guest? You may be. Yeah. I don't think
1: anyone else is. Now we have to say, now it's their name. Okay. I can't keep the people waiting. Drum
0: roll, please. <laughs>
2: Katie Hassel! (laughs) What's up, Katie? (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) the fact that I'm first return guest is just like just the highest I think art. you should bask in that. For yeah. So I'm literally I would like a
0: plaque as well. We will send you a mug. How about that? Yes. Ooh, two timer. Two timer. World's, world's best.
1: best. I'm thinking of The Office because we were just talking about that but world's best second timer on Basically Basic. It needs to be 20 words. <laughs> I think that. I said two
0: timer and that's a bad thing. World's right. best two
1: timer. Katie Haskell. No. I'm not a two timer. No but
0: honestly like if you listen to the episode with Katie which we'll have to put in the show notes which episode what number hers first one was yes but she is just such a deep well somebody in my life who I go to very frequently to just speak in my life to to speak wisdom and to just bring clarity and she is such a way with words of taking really like the things that we think are intricate or complicated in the faith and really just simplifying them to what they actually look like in daily life that's I think it's such a gift you carry Katie and so when we're talking about the, the basics of faith, like, it would be remiss to not have you as a guest again. And, bonus, you're actually in town this time. Yay! One handy.
1: The fact that we're all in the same room, it's just we looking at each other's I faces. Know. It's so good. It's the best. Drinking our Starbucks. Which, right? okay, so we have to share that. Katie, since you're our honorary
2: guest, what are you drinking from Starbucks today? I have an Ice Grande Skinny Vanilla Latte.
1: Ooh! Okay, do you do, like, any... Mm-hmm. Special no, I, milk. I know y'all are like are you the on. almond
2: girl with me or are you going to hate on that I, <laughs> I mean, normally okay if I'm not at Starbucks I would normally get almond milk or oat milk okay. but I don't like their almond milk mm. for some reason it puts a little bit of a weird taste into my drink I so feel that. if yep. I go there I get non-fat Okay
1: I feel that side note for any like Starbucks fans out there they do carry oat milk now They do. Yes, they do.
0: And they really want you to know about it. Because every
1: promotion is like,
0: (laughs) we're bougie. We're cool. We
1: have oat milk now. And I'm like, guys, this is like... You're still basic. to the game. Yes. Starbucks is still basic. Cami, will you share your drink? Because it's also... My drink because I ordered it on the app at the wrong Starbucks, so I wasted twenty dollars. I know. I also about Amanda
0: ordered a mobile <laughs> order at a Starbucks that was not the one she thought, and it's like way out of the way. It was like
1: twenty minutes, and I walk into. Oh, you the could one. have
2: told them. I've done that before. You, you can, have. Oh the yeah. The did not seem to want to help.
1: But We okay. We already. We all know this. Cammy has the coffee favor of the group. I have the coffee curse. <laughs> Nobody cares about my coffee order. You went in and you were like, um, I guess I ordered a different <laughs> one. And I, no, I did. I went up to, I went up there to pick it up and she said, are you sure you're at the right one? And I was like, well, let me check my app. So I did. And I said, are you blah, blah, blah. She said, no, that one's 20 minutes down the road. And I said, okay, well, could, do you think I could reorder it here? And she was like, no. So I just went through the drive-thru and there was no one in line and I just
2: did that. Instead. No. I would be calling them so fast this time. Maybe about. I will today. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Like you while you're in the car I mean just like make it super easy on yourself you're like I'm just driving somewhere I'm going to give them a call tell them what happened. You know what?
1: I believe this is a word for someone listening that has also gotten screwed by the Starbucks barista. You today. stand up for yourself. You stand time. up for yourself.
2: 100%. It's not like they're making money off of you individually. It's not like that barista it's not that's barista got a cut of your 20 And actually
0: I think you said it on the last episode, like, we spend enough money at Starbucks that there you really should order. be... Yeah, there should be, like, a whole section for yeah. <laughs> yeah, Let's exactly. be honest. Exactly.
2: You just but, show them your card yeah. of, like, your <laughs> yeah, gold status. Yeah, be like,
0: do you see my gold status? I am platinum. like do you know who American I am? American Airlines. <laughs> um, okay, but speaking of being gold status, I... You know your gold status when you make up a drink that you didn't even know existed. And I think I posted this on our
1: Basically Basic Wait, Story. You Wait, know, this is an actual drink? No.
0: No, I'm saying I made this up. Right. Okay, okay. But like I'm saying I created it, it in my oh, head. Yes.
1: It was. I think it was brought to you in a dream. because No that one good. told
0: me it was possible, but I said all things are possible through the Lord, so I'm going to ask you if this is possible, and they said it was. So get ready. Here's what you do. coffee okay. his favor. Venti cold brew, obviously. <laughs> Extra ice, obviously then you get the vanilla sweet cream foam because i just love the foam like how it melts down mm-hmm. it like when you first take your first sip it's really sweet and mm-hmm. then it like gets mm-hmm. less sweet but what i found out was you can add any flavoring pump into the foam so i did two pumps of hazelnut in the foam and don't let them tell you in the cold brew you have to specify in the foam in the foam, i want two pumps of hazelnut and it is
1: so it's, good it's Sent from heaven. Yeah, above. it's my
0: summer for sure.
1: Summer go-to. It's so, I've literally that's what I also have that drink today because ever since Cammie created it,
2: I have not been able to stop drinking it. I've never had the cold foam, oh. but our other friends, McKenna and Morgan, they get cold foam it's on there. So it good. is game changing. It's like a cloud. It is,
0: and you know what? what? I see other coffee shops trying to copy it. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. y'all can't. I Feel
2: like I haven't been living. You haven't been. You, you, have you
0: need to go get get <laughs> you one today. So we're drinking our Starbucks, catching up on life, and Katie, as I said, is in town. Uh, I'd love for you to kind of update our listeners as to what that looks like, because let me just give a quick backstory. So one of the things I love the most about Katie is that as somebody who really walks in the flow of what God's doing, not in her own life only, but on the earth. So I feel like Katie is very aware of like spiritually what's happening globally, and she typically, because of that is about a season or two ahead of what's going on with everyone else. And so I could be saying the wrong thing. Can hey, correct me if I'm wrong? But I really feel like what we all endured in 2020, you started in 2019. And so it was like 2019 for you, 2018, 2019 was like all that stuff of like that, just pruning, isolation, stripping of things, like getting down to the nitty gritty, resting, all of that, like what it meant to just walk with the Lord. And so now I feel like you're, you're in this kind of new season because of that, and you were prepared to be launched out in the season where most of us are kind of stuck.
2: If that makes sense. Totally.
0: Um, so yeah, I just wanted totally. to share yeah. where you're at.
2: Um, first off, I just had this thought. Oh, I love because we love, love we love dogs, like dogs, like dogs in this room. Oh, yeah. Um, we love yes. So this is like so off topic, but it just happened to me before I got here um i was like i was like oh i'm gonna walk frank this you know give him a good walk this morning before i go and see the girls and i was like okay because he needs to get tired what did you tell our listeners what kind of dog is frank okay so he's a havanese. he's amazing if you follow me on instagram he's he's, like literally my joy for frank is the fact that he brings so many other people joy like i can't go anywhere without like someone stopping oh i love that it's insane um, but I went to walk him and we're kind of, we're staying in like the uptown, like state Thomas area for all of you Dallas people. And, um, we were like walking the neighborhood and you know, he did his little, his little turd, his morning turd. <laughs> wait, wait, this is an iconic moment. Cause I think this may be the first time has been said it in probably
0: podcast. Is, It yeah. probably is. was the most appropriate use of the word. Oh, 100.
2: <laughs> well, especially when you're talking about a, a small dog. You're yes. like, oh, it's a tiny turd. But
1: I think I'm like a 6 old girl, and I still think that word is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
2: I go, you know, I'm like a good person, so I, you know, clean go to up. clean it up. And I I always, like, put my hand in the bag, and that's how you pick up the turd. I p- put my hand in the bag, and there's literal like the bags no broken broken and I literally just put my hands on his tiny this happens this morning this literally like right before I got my car to come here so you are coming in in a really humble state (laughs) this morning oh I I literally and then I couldn't find a trash can so I walked all the way back to where we were staying with turtle over my hand And my dog's looking at me like, I'm so happy, look at me. And I'm like, I'm literally like poop covered hand because of you right now. And so I like had to find a trash can and put it in, go into the house and like scrubbing. I probably I probably washed my hands 10 times since since it. For sure. It was just, it was one of those moments where you're like, Hmm. Humble me, Lord. <laughs> Here it's we done. are. Let me, go, let me go low today. Yeah. I'm going to go really, really low. Really
0: start the day from a low place. Yeah. Also, if your life was a rom-com, that would have been the exact moment you met your husband. Uh-huh. Oh, 100%. He's for like, for oh sure. my gosh,
2: you too? Yeah. <laughs> I also had turd on my hand. <laughs> Let's get married. <laughs> my mom actually had a dream, like, I don't know, over a year ago, and she calls it, she never has dreams, like, she's not, I'm not a dreamer. She calls me and she's like, not only do I not dream, I don't remember them, but I remembered this one. She goes, I saw you and Frank. You guys were bebopping around a park, which is pretty much my everyday. You're like, yeah. which came on. <laughs> and she's like, and you're, um, you're, you met this guy <gasps> at the park and he had Mom? a dog and the dog looked, you know, he was like, he was bigger than Frank. who's was probably like 30 or 40 pounds and he looked more like he was like a rescue kind of dog. And so she was like, you, you know, just be aware whenever you're at a park. Katie, I know. see that I for you. It. But now every time, if it was me, oh, every time it, we park, I'd be at the park, I'd like behind 100. my 100. shoulder. Like, Where is he? <laughs> I was at the park with our friend Stacey a couple days ago, and I told her about it, and I was like, Stacey, I have a problem. Every time I'm at the park, I'm like, is it him? But yeah, no, no, I'm laughing because it it? it's not like you're looking at the guy. You're actually
0: looking at the dog. You're shit. like, does this
2: dog look like a 30-pound um, rescue? Because 100%. if it does, who's your owner? Who's the owner of this dog? <laughs> <For> my <laughs> husband? <laughs> What's your name, dog? What's yeah. your name? That was <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yep. So we're just, we're holding <laughs> out for a hero here, folks. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, okay, so, Super off topic, sorry. No, I, we,
1: this is what we live for. Is yeah. Side notes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, kind of like Cami was saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel, I also, obviously you guys know each other longer, but I also feel when I think of you, especially... When like COVID hit quarantine time, I remember like specifically looking at your Instagram and the things you had to say and just feeling encouraged by it. Like and and feeling fueled up of like, oh my gosh, thank you for that promise. And really when I think of you, Katie, I think of you as just being like a vessel from heaven. I really do. And so I want you to tell our listeners a little about maybe what twenty nineteen looked like for you before COVID hit and before the world, you know, went into quarantine and then now. Yeah, because
0: backstory today we're I think, I don't know if we said this, but we're doing prayer part two. Yes, this this is prayer part two. Pray like pray part two, because I can't
2: talk about prayer without talking to Katie Haskell. Um, Oh, that means a lot. Um, Which, by the way, like, when you're a kid and you're like, hey, like, let's sit down and, like, have a discussion on prayer. You're like, oh.
0: That's so, so true. true. But it's now, so like, that's true. the, like, I got so excited this morning. Right? But, like We're going to talk about prayer
2: with right. my friends. But, like, I've had to teach on prayer to a bunch of, like, high schoolers. And it was, like, eyes glazed over. They mm. were, like,
1: and I, went, I really think about that because I was in the same boat. Like, I will oh, be very God. honest and say that's probably how I would have been sitting well, I'm in a room of someone talking about prayer, too. But I just wonder okay. what, I guess what shifts is maybe life experience and then you realize how vital prayer is. But it's just so interesting to me because you want – especially as a mom, I'm just thinking, like, how do I, to my own children, be like, no, this is something that, like, you need to have. It's not something that, like, just try to check it off the box. I'm going to encourage this. It's yeah. more of, like, no, this is your breath, This is your bread. This yeah. is your life. Yeah. So it's just so interesting to me because that makes – I mean, That's I would have been the same way.
2: Yeah. I think um – um I wonder if you because I didn't I didn't have like a crazy childhood or anything like that, like a super traumatic childhood or I mean, my parents got divorced. I was probably like one of the worst things to happen, but that's like everyone, you know, it's like half of the nation. Um, so I didn't have anything that like made me have that desperation mm-hmm. of needing like to sit with jesus mm-hmm. i loved jesus i learned about jesus i loved worship i loved all those things when i was in middle high school but i didn't have this desperate moment and i think that sometimes what pushes you to learn more about prayer is actually the desperation of i literally cannot function unless i pray like that was it for me personally yeah was it
1: was that similar for you like the first time you like fell in love with prayer maybe
0: yeah actually I've never I want to think about that while we're talking because I'm trying to think what for me I think I said this in the last episode but my prayer life has changed and looked different in so many different seasons like right now I've been praying and this is like a weird thing a sweet thing that I've been doing but when I rock Wilson to sleep I sing prayers over him and over myself it's just my own prayer but I just yeah. sing them mm-hmm. um and it's I think the, the repetitiveness for me of like really locking in on what I'm saying and repeating mm-hmm. it and like focusing on it has been what I'm I need in this season because I need to like get it into my soul but there's been other times where prayers were really conversational like I remember when I first started praying I would like pray in the hallways at school in my head when I was like nervous mm-hmm. about things at school or like, I would right. just talk to God you mm-hmm. know um, and there's been other seasons where it's been that like desperation, like yeah. I need you almost, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but I've had seasons where my prayers are kind of angry. Like I'm like, God, oh, yeah. where are you? You know, totally. like that, that just like, and you For see that sure. in the songs, right? Her. Like, yeah, it's like, I need <laughs> you to show up uh-huh, and I need yeah. you to be real. And I think he uses all of those, but you're right. It's like this, this lifeline of it's in the desperate times, but it's also in in the everyday because it connects us to something eternal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like yes. the second you start to pray, we're all of a sudden outside of like the horizontal yep. earthly realm and we're seated in those heavenly places with yep. access to
1: the eternal father. Well, and it's we've just let just go of control, which yep. is ultimately I think my probably biggest... Like, when I break everything down to, what am I so afraid of? Or, like, why am I not letting go? Like, why am I not fully giving it to the Lord? It always comes down to, like, control. Like, if I'm out of control of this situation, then I'm saying I don't trust the Lord with it. So, for me, it's been in those, like, desperate places that I'm now so thankful for. Because had I not had those desperate desperate places, I wouldn't know, like, the need for God is so real and so yeah. important and prayer yeah. like just communication with him and yeah. talking yes. with him
0: well it's funny you said the control thing because this is a, again a side note but we were watching the finale of The Bachelor I was in there yes. still watching it of course and uh, we're Matt, both shaking our heads he, yeah Matt James thoughts. The Bachelor he talks about prayer and he literally said he was like well I pray because that's when I feel like I'm in control and he just said it in passing and not to like judge him but Natalie and I my friend we like looked like no one else really heard, caught it but we looked at each other across the room and we were like probably not but it was interesting because i was like i'm sure it's not what he meant to say but when he said that it actually got me thinking like sometimes we feel like when we pray we're doing our part to control a situation it's almost like well i'm praying god so you owe me i'm praying this so you owe me my answer and i'm not saying that's what he meant but it made me think about in my own life the times where I've hit a roadblock in prayer where I've been most frustrated in prayer is because I am praying because I expect that my prayer is gonna control the situation. Oh, yeah. But in reality, my prayer is just connecting me to the one who's in control. But he's in control. I don't like my prayer does not deem A plus B equals my prayer answer. Yeah. But it's more like I pray. To realize that there's something bigger than me, his thoughts are not my thoughts, his ways are not my ways, and it connects me to him, Mm -hmm. which puts my trust in the fact that someone else is in control that knows everything, that is perfect. Right,
1: and it, it can be scary, but then at the same time it's so comforting to know that like we're freed up yes like we don't have to make those decisions like we don't have to know what tomorrow is going to look like we don't have to know how this situation is going to end and for me it's gone from a place of like yes it can be absolutely terrifying to give up that control but at the same time just asking the lord like okay god let me let me fall in love with you so that your will is better than mine and
0: maybe what he meant was like the one thing you can control is surrender like all i can that's a word the one thing you can
2: control is surrender i love that like that the only thing you can't control is how much you're gonna let go yeah because if you think about it i remember having these questions in like high school and college of like okay god you say that you know everything you already know what i need you know what's gonna happen in my life So why do I have to tell you (laughs) the things that I need and the things that like are I want for my life? Like, well, that makes no sense to me. You know everything. Why am I then (laughs) repeating it back to you, which you already know? And in fact, you say you know better than me. So why why am I I even bothering? Because you know better, and I'm praying probably the wrong thing, right? (laughs) So I'm just like having these conversations with the Lord. Is it like? 20 something probably and it's exactly what y'all are talking about it has nothing to do with what you're bringing to him yeah it has everything to, the, to do with the fact that you are going to him mm-hmm. because it's it's literally you learning how to live your life as a surrendered laid down lover to the one who created you and so it, it's becoming more and more in tune and united with the one who chose for you to be born at such a time as this Mm -hmm. and he ordained you in this moment and said I need you to be here on earth but the way that you're going to thrive here on earth is for you to actually walk hand in hand with me all the days of your life and I think about like Enoch if y'all you know want to go through the Old Testament (laughs) O.T. So Enoch lived such a life in closeness with God that it says in the Bible that he walked with the Lord and then was not. He never died. He literally just went up to heaven. He's one of two people in the Bible that did not die. The other one would be Elijah. So I sat all last year and was like, what did this man do? What did this man do for the fact that he never endured death? He never had to experience what death was like, but he was in such closeness. We would call that prayer now, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But he literally was walking with the Lord, much like the Lord walked in the garden, you know, and talks about he literally walked with Adam in the garden. Very similar in, in the way that it describes him walking with Enoch. And then Enoch gets talked about. The only other time he gets talked about in the Bible is, if you want to talk about the actual, like, canon, because he has his that's a whole other thing, he's in the Apocrypha. But um, <laughs> we don't need to go there. Today. Yeah.
0: Also, um, the the other word that's never been used on our podcast, apocrypha. Yeah, I was
1: turned and apocrypha. <laughs> turned and, and let me let me be very. This is being the real, real. I was gonna repeat that word, Cami, but yep. I'm so grateful that you did because I know I would have mispronounced it. No, ah. I wasn't even gonna try. I was gonna let you say that word.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just do it real quick. So the apocrypha are books books that were found that are not a part of the canon of the bible interesting so when Wait, can i do the the bible? bible? yeah okay yeah. have you ever been to the
1: bible museum in dc i have not <gasps> it is go. you will let's make a trip, trip and go back because i once i went and it's incredible there's like different floors and the first floor has like art of the bible and then it's like music how the bible relates to music and it's got all these things from like elvis to like how he sang about it's it's literally so fascinating and then it has there's one floor that has all the Bibles and all the languages that it's yeah. been translated. Yeah, yeah, it's totally.
2: just, it's incredible. Anyways. Septuagint. Like, it's, yeah. It, I
1: mean, I could have spent. Vulgate.
2: You want me to keep going with <laughs> my Latin words? I love it. I
1: love it. I could have spent hours in this place and I had to go to make my flight back home. I was so upset. So I only made it to the first, like, half of the
2: building. I didn't have yeah. to
1: do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but I like I have to go back. It wasn't it was amazing. Yeah. So sorry. So no no. So anyway, Enoch has a couple um like books. There's Enoch you know, Enoch one, two, three or whatever, but um they're not in the actual canon. Okay. So you can go read those though. Um <clears throat> but anyway, the only other time he's talked about is in Hebrews. And he's listed in Hebrews eleven as part of the, the like hall of faith is what we would refer to it. Like all the people that are listed in Hebrews eleven as being like faith champions of the world. And I just think to myself, like to get listed into that, like, list, what was their walk with God like? Mm-hmm. What, what did their prayer life look like? Um, but I don't think they would have referred to it as, like, oh, how's your prayer life? You know, like, the youth pastor coming up to you in high school and being like, so are you doing your devotions? Like, how's your, how's your prayer life looking? And I think the older I get, the less... I even think about the word prayer, because I just live with Him. Mm. And it's not, um, I don't sit down to pray in the morning. Like, I don't have that moment anymore of like, mm. okay, I need to do 10 minutes mm-hmm. of prayer. It's just a life. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of was uh, almost feeling guilty about that at one point, like, okay, am I doing this wrong? But what I've come to understand is the more and more you're in love with God, you're walking with God, it all becomes one and you don't have to separate a prayer time any longer because your life is prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like praying without ceasing. You know, it's, it's very much just my whole entire life is one big moment with the Lord. Um, I know I, I, I don't know how else to explain it other than I have a I kinda of like somewhat of an example of just like how yeah. I personally have
1: walked that path. But like I remember in my early twenties, I may mean have shared this on the podcast before, but in my early twenties I was like entrepreneur, like girl boss, like doing all the things and I remember I loved the Lord very much and I still remember like setting time aside every day, like ten minutes in the morning or whatever. And now I'm looking back, I think like what were my goals for the day? And when I think about it, my goals were not eternity-driven, mm-hmm. and not that that's this. I mean, do without what you will, that do what you will. But now in my mind, I think I genuinely have the thought every morning when I wake up, like Lord, let me do this to honor you. Let me do this to honor you. So it's like if I feel like the work that I'm doing isn't honoring the Lord, it's like I don't. And this is not me like being like I'm high and mighty but I genuinely don't have a drive to do it Mm. and I think that just comes with knowing Jesus and wanting to walk with him and wanting to be like him and just you know falling in love with him because when you fall in love with a person we were just talking about this on a different situation but you don't want to live that we don't want to do anything else without them and so that's how I think of like Jesus now Is if I'm like well if my work isn't with him if being a mom isn't with him if being a wife isn't with him if being with my friends isn't with him I don't want to do it yeah So that's, like, the best I can describe it for me is that it's, like, now I just, I want him in all of it because I love Olsen.
0: I was just thinking when you were talking, Katie, like, my, I think, I don't know if I showed it from a podcast or not, but my morning routine with Olsen is every morning Steven will typically either get him or I'll get him, he'll bring him into our bed, and then we, like, leave our bedroom after, like, family cuddle time, like, whatever. I'll open up the windows in the house, and as I do that, I always say to him in the morning, we say, good morning, God. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We invite you to love us and lead us and love through us today. And I say that so much more for me, probably than for girls, <laughs> but it's more like a, um, like you're saying, it's not necessarily a prayer as much as I'm saying good morning to him. And I'm reminding my soul that he's with me throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. Like and God's with me, Jesus with me, Holy Spirit's with me and inviting him to and I, I intentionally say love us first because we love because he first loved us mm-hmm. and I need to remind myself that I'm I'm loved mm-hmm. and that I want to be led by him and then I want him to love through me and then the rest of my day is consecrated to him and there's I have to like in my head when I say that I try every morning at least to really like say it mm-hmm. and like sit in and it sit and in like it, yeah. some mornings I'll say like you know good morning God god you're the creator like like acknowledging who god is then good morning jesus who's jesus who's holy spirit and it's like opening myself up to that reality because you're right it's already happening like he's already with me throughout the day but it's the compartmentalized prayer that is easier but it's not as like aware and you're not able to do like whole life with it. totally
2: well think about if like um you um let's say i was staying over at y'all's house and I'm just like sitting in the couch and you come outside from your bedroom and you just like walk right past me and go about your day and you're like doing all kinds of stuff and I'm sitting on the couch like, Hello! Hello. <laughs> Is anyone making that Starbucks run? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I'm here, I'm in your house, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you would not, you didn't recognize like, Katie, hi, how are you? It's so good to see you this morning. Like, yeah. that is what you're doing with the Lord is you're saying you dwell, you indwell within me and where I am at all times. But he wants us to recognize that he's there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, He's not he, this linear thing of like, he's way, way up there
1: somewhere in the clouds and right. we're just going to be down
2: here doing our thing right. until we get there. Right. <laughs> and it, he, he wants that acknowledgement of, mm, thank you. Thank you that you're here this morning. Like, I do this thing at night, almost every night that I remember, um, where I like put my hand on my chest before I go to bed and I turn all of my adoration towards God. So it's like I literally like think about all the love that's within me and I turn it back towards God. And I lit I can literally like like let's do an exercise. Like literally man, I mean, I mean, hands on your you too. Close your eyes if you're not driving. And just think of all of the love inside of you and just like picture all of that love that you're sending into God, like you can just say in your brain, like God, I just love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you immediately feel all his love coming back towards you because God is love. So, you only have love because he is love. So, when you turn love towards him, he has no option but to turn Lord's love towards you because he's the creator of love. So, it's like this instantaneous feeling of being so loved. So, you know, those, mo- those moments where you're just like, uh, does anybody love me? Does anybody see me? I don't, yeah just take that second and do that and all of that love gets turned all that adoration like it's deeper than love it's like ah it's you don't even know how to explain it you're mm-hmm. just like oh my gosh like all of that gets back towards me and that's how I end I my day you. and I'm very much like Cami. I start my day with like Yes. Like good morning, entering, I see you. yeah, yes. entering into his gates with Thanksgiving and with praise. So I start Psalm what was that Psalm one hundred, where you're like, thank you thank God, you, yeah. thank you, thank you for waking me up this yes. morning.
1: Thank That's you. the God. one I say that all the thank you for waking me up this morning because to me it's I may not even know like what the day holds or I may already feel anxious about my son whining or whatever it is, but the fact that I just want to start it at a place of, like, gratitude. Mm-hmm. So it's like I may not even have the the accurate words to say it because it's okay if you don't feel it in that moment. Mm-hmm. We're not always going to feel what we need to say. Right. And I think being able to just... Say it before you believe it is huge. Yep. And so it just huge. sets the tone. Yeah. Also, side note, when we were doing the practice with our hands on our hearts, we're in um, a space that has a clear window. And I kept, <laughs> the whole time I was thinking, I really hope somebody walks by and sees all three of us with close, eyes like, closed I I close hands close them on our hearts. Because are. whose day would not be made by
2: that? Very real. <laughs> and then you could feel it radiating <laughs> yes, out of here. totally. Sure. I was well, like, I, I hope
0: somebody walks by and feels blessed. I was going to say, <laughs> Katie, I had such a revelation when you were talking because someone asked me once, like, when do you feel God the most? And for me, like, I I just, like, really love people. And so, when when God gives oh, guys, me... No, guys, she really does. She's 100. I really love
1: people. I've never met anyone who's a 100 on the extrovert scale that can <laughs> be. So, I just want to leave that there. But but for me, it's,
0: I love my people, you guys. But I really love, like, strangers. Like, I like when I randomly catch God's heart for a random person, right? Like, a Starbucks barista, for example. Not just because they're giving me Starbucks, but because they're God's child. Or, like, a kid or whatever. Like, just catching God's heart for people... Is like my all time favorite thing when I feel most connected to him, and it's probably because we just said it's like when I feel love for someone else, I'm literally feeling God because He is love. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling His mm-hmm. heart and Him through loving someone else. Yeah, never thought of
1: that before. I have a question, yeah, Katie, for you because I feel like you're someone that can answer this, and Cami made me think of it. So I, I often have that same feeling, but I don't, I'm not able to, like I can see someone and in that moment, like just know I need to pray for them, not necessarily like walking up to them and talking to them, but just like knowing, oh my gosh, that person needs prayer and I'll just pray in the spirit over. Cause obviously I don't know what to pray for. You could though, God could tell you. Um, anyways, my question is, is like, have you ever had that feeling of like, Lord, I know I just need to be praying for something, but I don't know what it is. And do, my question is, I guess, like, would you just ask him in that moment, like, tell me what it is I need to be praying for? Or do you have, like, we, Kimmy and I were talking about how you can, like, pray in the Spirit or pray on behalf of others. So I kind of want you to just, like, talk about that because I feel yeah. like you're somebody who can I have, I have a lot of me.
2: people that will come to me for prayer and specifically not tell me what they need so that it comes from God and not from them. Um, Which I like Mm -hmm. because then I'm not being influenced by what they think they need Mm -hmm. versus what God knows that they need. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that moment, if you're with a stranger um, and maybe you don't feel even to go pray for them, but you're just going to pray for them Mm -hmm. separately without them knowing. um, I would just ask God a couple questions, you know, um, God, I'm really feeling burdened. For this person, I know that you are the person that gave you gave me the burden. Mm-hmm. So wh- how can I partner with you and what they need? Because mm-hmm. he didn't just give you like that he burden, to the problem to the, carry, right? Yeah. To be like, mm, good luck. <laughs> 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 I love like doing know. this to my children. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but you guys talked a little bit on your last episode about like how God will give you these like burdens, these intercession like, feelings for other people or for people groups or for nations. And when you get those, it would be cruel of God to give you that and not give you a strategy or a way to pray it. Mm-hmm. So you just have to go to God mm-hmm. at that point and be like, God, I know that you've burdened me for this barista. How can I partner with you in praying an agreement with heaven?
0: I love that. What of what heaven says over this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like when, that. like, it says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So I, I have to remind myself of that because what you're saying, Meta, when I feel heavy, mm-hmm. weighed down by something spiritual, even if it's, I'm like, okay, if the reality is that God's yoke is easy and his burden is light, that means this is on me because yeah. my yoke in this moment is not easy. My burden is not light. Yeah. So how do I partner with him? Because I, I heard this in a sermon once, but when they talk about a yoke, it was literally like yoke was what oxen would put on their shoulders to carry together. And so it was like this like actual weight that they would bear together. So what I like to picture in my head is like, I'm carrying a weight connected to God. We're carrying it together. But at the end of the day, he's the strong one and I'm the weak one. Mm-hmm. So he's carrying the heavy l- lifting. I'm not. Yeah. Like where there still is a yoke, there still is a burden, but his yoke, when I'm yoked with him, when I'm connected with him is easy and his burden is light because he is strong and I'm not. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I feel that, weight it's acknowledging that it's there the burden is there but you're right Katie. it's like how do i partner with you because with you you're the strong one mm-hmm. and i know you can carry it mm-hmm. and then my the physical weight or the emotional weight or spiritual weight whatever isn't too much for me yeah. and that's really hard sometimes because sometimes like we don't know how to cast that off 100%. you know mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah 100%. and you i mean i feel like we never even got you to answer a question but with you feeling so much going on before in 2018, 2019, before 2020, I feel like you feel a lot of things are happening in the world before they come on. Katie, yes. that's a gift that you have. Like, what do you do with that?
2: Yeah, it's really hard. I w- I'll be really honest. Like I think one of the things I'm constantly learning is how to rise above, like we would say second heaven. Um, if you're like learning about the, the heavenly realms, um, the second heaven burden or this, you know, the second heaven, like what are we feeling in the atmosphere here on earth? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to constantly like help myself get above it. You know, you know, it talks about in the Bible about rising above and praying from heaven mm-hmm. to earth, not from earth to heaven. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, if I'm having to pray from heaven to earth, then I need to be acquainted with heaven. In order to know what heaven speaks, how heaven moves, how heaven does anything, That's so it. that I can then go heaven to earth and not earth to heaven.
0: So, would you say first heaven is like the earth?
2: Second heaven is the earth. Second heaven. The is heaven. Earth. Okay. okay I'm so, heaven. I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. So yeah, yeah. We can Maybe do a Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. yeah. We have... <laughs> we actually
1: haven't ever had an about the heavens so that would be really that would be a really good one coming coming to a station near you (laughs) but that's incredible and actually that makes me think i was reading i believe it's in matthew the other day and it was talking about how like basically if you have if there's a demonic spirit that's entered the empty house and how it can like you can do the things of the church like maybe let's say i have something on my heart or something that's burdening me and so maybe something demonic whatever the situation is and being like, okay, if I do the God things, like if I go check this, if I serve more, if I go do this, if I go do this then, this, then this demon will be gone. I will feel better. This burden will be lifted. But then scripture actually talks about how that burden or that demon then flees and then brings back like five or six more. And then they come and dwell in that empty house again, aka the same person. But it's like that blew my mind because I was like, wow, it isn't about – and I know this, but just – reiterating it and reading it in scripture, like it's not about what I do. It's not about it's never about my doing. Yeah. And it's always about like like you were saying, acquainting myself with heaven, living in
2: that space, and like that's the way to put on the armor of God. One hundred percent. And that's really I mean in answer to your question, me about like what even now I'm feeling the I think the biggest thing I've been feeling in twenty twenty one so far that's given me the most issues has been I'm feeling like this orphaned spirit on the earth and in the church in particular of thinking like a daughter would know i don't have to earn healing Mm -hmm. and deliverance Mm -hmm. and freedom i just go to my father Mm -hmm. confess my sins and he will take care of it right But uh, an orphan says, I have to do, 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 do in order to maybe possibly get this this favor to actually see this change and shifted in my life. I mean, I've had a really hard time. And now that church is back open and we're going inside that four walls, I think because people spent so long outside of the church, there is an orphan spirit that has come back into the church Mm -hmm. that is like this. Um, bad form of desperation. It's actually like a striving of like, please, 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 God, please would you show up? Please, would you do this? Please, oh my gosh, please, God. Like, like but it, it's
1: almost like begging for that when you're in the building on a Sunday and 100%. then not talking to him Monday through Saturday. 100%. And so it's like, that's not yeah, it's just it's yeah. a little bit So <laughs>
2: every time I'm in a service right now I am just like super overwhelmed and like, uh, you know, can we just do some censorship exercises? Like, because I just feel You're it. A fire tunnel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> just I just feel it, and this is not me saying like, oh my gosh, I'm like so above it right now, because like we all slip into orphan. Totally. We all slip into that. It's just recognizing it more quickly um, as you get more mature in the Lord. But um, I w- I would say that that's one of the biggest things I have felt on the earth, and, and it's actually even a form of poverty because it's saying that there's not enough of God for me. It's saying that there's not enough of his presence. There's not enough of his healing. There's not enough of his love. There's not enough. It's like that spirit of lack that tries to come in because lack is only from the enemy. God is a God of abundance. So Mm -hmm. he cannot live in lack. He cannot act in lack. So there is no lack in him. So when we come in thinking in prayer he won't do this or he can't do this or I'm not worth him doing it I've come in with a poverty spirit I've come in as an orphan mm-hmm. and said I'm not a daughter who sits rightly with a father who happens to be a king and, and if I come in with that that mindset and prayer then I don't come in you know you ever pray for people and I like, I'll like, like you know, someone will be like oh can you pray for me and I'll like you know, lay hands on them and they immediately go into like crazy, like desperate tongues. Very, oh yes. I mean You know I'm what I'm talking mean, about? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Like just for the listener, like that's like when people are like, Well, like you lay your hand on them and they're immediately like crying and you're like, I haven't even say anything. Yeah. Like. Right, right. And and that is like that desperation that's <laughs> yeah. almost like from a a, a place of, of orphan that does not know their rightful place in God. Um so, I think that the Lord is just really trying to, um, not cure us of it, but help us to see. Oh, Cammie had
1: to
2: exit. We were going to try to
1: sneak Cammie out, but the door was so loud that that did not work. So That was hysterical. Like- <laughs> Cammie actually has to leave to go to a prayer set. So, Katie and I are going to finish this <laughs> off for everyone wondering what that loud squeak was. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> So yes, no, but I do know what you mean. And for me, I've had that before. What I kind of talked about last, what happened to me at the women's night the the night. But for me, it was, I had felt like I was carrying so much burden, not even of my own necessarily, but of so many others and so much that I was believing for that for me, I felt like when people prayed over me, it was just released.
2: 100%. It just got and released. And you did exactly, I mean, I can't even tell you, Amanda, how many times, and this really goes to like where I felt like we were going to go today, but I think one of the greatest prayers you can pray is tears. Yes. It's just crying. Yeah. Because it's it's me surrendering to God that he's the only one. He's the only one that can, can come and fix it, mm-hmm. that can come and help, mm-hmm. that can release the burden, that can... And, 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 you know, there's different kinds of tears. Like, if you study tears, there's different kinds of tears mm-hmm. that come out. Like, they... Even um, what's the makeup of a tear is different. Really, with ha- with what you're releasing.
1: <gasps> so a
2: happy tear is actually a different makeup than a grieving tear. It's crazy. Like if what? you want to go research. Some like tears. do they
1: come out of different parts
2: of your eye? I'm no, no. Okay. The makeup of them, like what's inside of the tear, what? is different compared, like depending upon what you're like the chemicals about. or whatever. Correct. Correct.
1: Interesting. Super
2: interesting, right? I mean, it makes so much sense, though, because
1: there is a good... It's funny. we So, Gwen, my little girl, is obsessed with the new Raya movie on Disney. I was actually going to talk to Kami about this in the podcast. But so, there's... I don't know if you've... Have you seen it? Have you seen... Okay, so basically, it's like all these people and they're, they're of a different village. So, there's like spine and heart and tail or whatever. And it's like parts of a dragon body. But anyways, they, ca- they have to come together and, like, bring this, side like, ball together. And, the- and, of course, me being a mom, I'm, like, trying to equate it to how this force is our version of the Holy Spirit. So, because there's actual demonic things, like, physical things in the movie. Always. It's these, like, dark Always. spirits. Like, very much I think Milano the spirit. So, there's these, like, dark things. And if you have this, like, piece of this Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. that's how, if you, like, point it out, they have to flee, basically. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can't exist with the same, yeah. this, like, ball or whatever. So I was telling Gwen, I was like, you know, I was like, our version of the Dragon Ball is the Holy Spirit. I was like, because we can fight off anything with the Holy Spirit. And it's so interesting to me how, like, she already understands, number one, that. Because after I said it, she looked at me and goes, that's really smart, Mama. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so, but it's just like, you can't, I mean, because I literally remember think, looking at it thinking, how can I let her know that this, we have that too, but it's a different version. It's like right. in the spiritual realm. right? But she already, going back to the tears thing, she already understands. There's a moment at the end of the movie where, like, the daughter is reunited with her dad, who has been stoned, basically, and so he, like, has no life. Anyways, also can get Holy Spirit in that. But um, I'm crying because I'm happy that they, like, reunited and it made me tear up. And she and then she's four, and she looks over at me and is like... Mama, I could cry. I'm so happy. She goes, isn't that so sweet? And it's just so funny how tears – but that's not how she feels when she is mad crying. Right. You know, so it's so right. different.
2: Like, it's yeah. just crazy to me that they feel different, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, the science of it is is pretty crazy if you want to, like, dip into it. Because then you think about it, you're like, God thought this through. He made even my tears are a different makeup depending upon what I need to release out of my body. Like, wow. so when I really need to release something that's happy, it comes out in a tear that's different because of what needs to come out of my body. It's just really, it's super, super interesting. But I, I think of, um, I think it's Isaiah 53, three, um, talks about how, um, Jesus was a man of great sorrow mm. and he was acquainted with grief is what mm. it says. Now, what's interesting about that is that that's Isaiah. So he's actually prophesying about Jesus because Jesus hadn't been born yet. As Old Testament, Jesus born in New Testament, right? So he's prophesying the fact that Jesus will be a man of great sorrow and will be acquainted with grief because tears are important. And and grieving is important, and and all of these things are important because it just because here's like the scriptural reference of why that's so important because the Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted and He saves the crushed spirit. So if that's the case, then God actually, as a promise in His Word, has to draw near when somebody is actually grieving. Or crying or suffering or broken-hearted mm-hmm. because that's what it says in his word yeah so every time we cry we release we tear about like you did the other night mm-hmm. when you do that God has to mm-hmm. has to come directly to you mm-hmm. and you feel him in that moment and I mean for me I cry all the stinking time mm-hmm. when I'm in prayer. Mm-hmm. I cry pray all the time. I mean, it's That's just true. like, I can't, it, yeah.
1: I can't, I can't. But you know what? I think about that I, when I am crying too, because sometimes it was actually, I think I mentioned this in our prayer part one podcast, but Samo, our friend Samo, was there and she was cracking me up because after I did this like hour of ugly cry, she was like, like, are you okay? And I was like, I think I'm good. Honestly, I just, I didn't know I, something needed to come out, but 100%. isn't it the best feeling when you feel like, Maybe it's for yourself or for somebody else, but you've been healed from something you didn't even realize you needed healing from? Absolutely. To me, that's the best thing because I'm like, I didn't know to ask. I didn't know yep. to
2: ask the Lord. He just right. met me and then released it. Right. Praise God. Which is like a whole other realm of prayer. Yes. Like a whole other so realm good. of prayer. It's so good. It's it's just like a release, a, a t- like a grieving, but also a travail and a mourning. And I mean, it can be all kinds of different things, but like I had that experience even last week. Mm-hmm. I was at a prayer set. And I cried the entire two hours. The first, it was two hours long. I cried for two hours. and You probably felt great afterwards. I felt, well, I felt a little tired. <laughs> okay. I felt a little, <laughs> little tired.
1: <laughs> a little drained. Yeah, <laughs> I needed some water.
2: I felt dehydrated. But I, I felt good afterwards. And I also, <laughs> you know, because you're just, like, trying to maintain sort of some, some semblance of, like, being a, a not weird human. I was, like, <laughs> trying to stifle the, the tears yeah. mm-hmm. the whole time because I didn't want to wail. Yeah, in the yeah, room I was yeah. like, "Do not let me be the wailer," because <laughs> I've been there before. And so the whole time it was like that tear that's like, oom, 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 you know what I'm talking about? That's <laughs> you're trying to oil. hold it in oh, so bad. But, well, and the <laughs>
1: scripture too also tells us whenever again just going back to like feeling this way and like interceding. Scripture tells us too to. I think it's... I don't remember what where it's at in the Bible, but talking about how we should mourn when others mourn and carry that burden with them. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's such a picture of being the body. Because if I have a friend that's suffering or going through something, and when I start to feel it, then I think, wow, oh my God, thank you, Lord, that you're allowing me to help carry this with them because it's too much for one yes. person. Like, it's yes. too much. And to me, it's such a picture of, okay, God, thank you. It's almost this weird thank you for this suffering mm-hmm. because now I get to
2: partner with you and release it right yeah and even like the groaning What's that verse talks about the whole earth is groaning Mm -hmm. waiting on the returning of the king like Mm -hmm. waiting on jesus's return and like i you don't think of a groan as like a oh you think of a groan as like we're literally groaning we're crying out like that's that place of like deep deep intercession cries Mm -hmm. for christ's return because we know we cannot continue like this. No. It's like, we, we'll can't, we can't keep going yeah. like this. We need Jesus. Wow. Um, have you ever seen The Chosen? Have you watched The Chosen? I don't know if I have. Okay, so there's... A, um, I'm sure a lot of the BBs have seen it, but um, there's oh, a... I need to watch it now. Yeah, like an episodic um, thing on Jesus called The Chosen is Free. Is it the on. YouTube thing? It's on an app.
1: Oh, okay. Um, but I you can also...
2: I think that you can watch it like a million different ways. Okay. They actually filmed okay. it in Texas. They just got done filming season what? two. Here in Dallas, I'm I'm Um, gonna watch it. But anyway, um, there's this moment in one of the, I think it's maybe the first or second episode, and um, it's doing like Mary Magdalene, and it shows her, you know, in her early stages of her being possessed, and Uh. you know, she was a woman with many demons, and you, she's miserable. Mm. You're just watching her be a miserable human who wants to be free, who's desperate desperate for help Mm -hmm. and the whole time you're like on the edge of your seat because you know if jesus would just show up Mm. she's gonna get healed yeah like because we know yeah we know (laughs) the story like we know the story so we're like just hold on girl (laughs) hold on he's coming he's coming And it's like this beautiful moment where you like see Jesus show up and the Mm -hmm. change in her, like the acting is insanely good. But like the change in her and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's all it takes. Like when the king comes on the scene, everything changes and it's such a like literal example of it. You get to watch it it like with your own eyes, but that's what we're waiting on. We're waiting on when the king comes everything changes but with prayer to like circle back on what we're talking about but with prayer when I'm with the king Mm -hmm. everything changes Mm -hmm. so it's he is the holy spirit has come as the comforter to be with us in us through us with us at all times to help us daily and when we invite that into our our realm Mm -hmm. every single day everything is different Wow. It's when I don't invite it in mm-hmm. that I I'm, I'm in anger. I go into control. Yeah. I go into like depression, anxiety, yeah. any of those things. I haven't put the armor of God on. I haven't invited the king into every decision. Mm-hmm. I have not made room for the Holy Spirit to indwell within me. Mm-hmm. I have not, you know, I have not invited him into every, every aspect, aspect, of aspect, my aspect of life. Yeah. And when I can immediately tell. When my day is a little bit funky, mm-hmm. like, even though I picked up a turd with my hand this morning, <laughs> I, I laughed about it and was, like, so silly. silly. <laughs> and it was, like, oh, this will make a good story later. Um, Because I wasn't in anger or frustration. I just was with the Lord. Like, I had been speaking in tongues before that. totally, And so... But that is liable. Those kinds of itty-bitty things are liable to make you go off the edge. Oh, and ruin your day. Because that was day day at 8 o'clock this morning. So I could wow. easily have t- touched the turd, <laughs> and it, and it <laughs> turned, you know, turned my entire day into a big poop show. I cannot. Th- that's that Instead <laughs> of me looking at that and being like, oh my gosh, oh, so Lord, funny. Oh, you
1: have a sense of humor. Right. Jesus has
2: jokes. 100%. <laughs> But that, that is the difference maker, it, and we invite that in when we have not woken up, like we talked about, and mm. said, good morning, mm-hmm. good morning, Lord, or, you know, it's super easy to get off track, Oh yeah. it's super easy to get right back on. That's incredible. Everything. Well,
1: yeah. Katie, this has been so, so good, not just for me, but I know for our listeners too, so I'm going to ask, would you mind praying us out? For someone, whether you're listening in your car, on a drive, whether you're just starting your day, whether you are on a lunch break, whether you're taking the baby on a walk, the dog on a walk, who knows? you are doing a million things. Whatever you're doing, our hope and prayer is that this message has just encouraged
2: you today to invite God into every ounce of your day. Yeah. We just thank you, God. We thank you that you are always present. You always show up. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, that even in the midst of whatever everyone is doing as they listen to this, that they can stop and feel you. Mm -hmm. They can feel your love. They can feel your presence. They can feel you in them, on them, through them, with them. And in that moment, God, we know we're not alone. Mm -hmm. So we thank you. We thank you for that. We thank you that you're close. We thank you that you're near We thank you that you've drawn near to us. We cannot do this without you, God. We just ask that you would be with us in every single step that we take today and every single thing that we do. May our eyes lock eyes with yours. Mm -hmm. May our ears be tuned to you and your voice. Mm -hmm. May all of our senses be heightened to flow with you and go with you. May we leave the 99 for the one. Mm -hmm. And Father, we just give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. We love you. We love you. Amen. Amen.